Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Hunter Biden situation, and I, I understand that, you know, you believe this is all, all being uh, emphasized due to politics that the Republican, the House Republicans are doing. Let me ask you this. Do you think it would behoove the president for him to come out and say, hey, I had no business dealings with my son. My son's issues are my son's issues. Do you think he needs to say that more directly? Because there's a lot of people that believe something, something else would happen. Here. Well, let's be clear about that point, Chuck. There's been a five-year investigation, five years, by a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. Um, this investigation started during the Trump administration. And they've come forward with not one shred of evidence um, tying President Biden to any of this. Uh, I am encouraged that in sharp contrast to President Trump, um, you've just detailed his mountain of legal problems where President Trump is fighting and pushing back and obstructing. Hunter Biden's come forward, taken responsibility, paid his late taxes. Um, as you just discussed with Chuck Rosenberg, I think the hiccup in the Delaware District Courthouse will get ironed out pretty quickly. And I don't think President Biden needs to say anything more than he has. House there Republicans is no are going to accuse evidence. him. Of, they are. They're going to make the accusation. They're going to accuse him of all sorts of stuff. Whether they have the evidence or not. Correct. The question, and they may have a, a, an eco, an information ecosystem that helps amplify it to a point where you don't think he needs to just direct, hey, despite what you hear, just so you know, I didn't, I don't do business with my son I, I or my brother. I think you know, he's been case. perfectly clear. Okay. And I think, frankly, what makes the American people turn towards yeah. President Biden in the reelection campaign is that he has spent his time focusing on what they're concerned about. Yeah. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference and said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Well, And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 2nd of August, year of our Lord, 2023. And I just had to play that Chuck Todd. Oh, my God, please. Please, just fucking stop, man. You cannot cover up what we already know. But they're trying. I mean, they're playing so hard. 
This is a New York Times Siena poll, and I know it's hard to read here, but I'm going to break it down for you. If the 2024 presidential election were held today, both Biden and Trump would receive 43%. 54% disapproving of Biden, 55 of Trump. There's no difference between these two guys. They're crooked as fuck. Nobody likes them. But the media, I mean, look at these stats, man. 759 times they bring up Trump. Sounded like this. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we'll begin the week with the latest on former President Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump's Trumps, we heard from Trump. Donald Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's mouth. Trump's Trump, Trump, Trump advisors, Trump. The Trump situation, Trump, Trump. Trump's President Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, four more years. Trump, 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 as it relates to Trump. Donald Trump, and that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump himself and Trumpism. Donald Trump, Donald Trump's Donald Trump. Yeah, Trump, Trump is. Trump, I'm Donald Trump. Hang on. So Donald Trump, 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 Trump's Donald Trump still ahead on Morning Joe. Donald Trump plus. We've got Trump plus Trump. That's former President Trump. Trump, let's start with President Trump, former President Trump. Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, the Trump world. Donald Trump, Trump, Trump train. Donald Trump, uh, you, the, with Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, Trump's employees. Great analysis as always. Thank you for joining us this morning. And still ahead here on Morning Joe, Donald Trump. Dude, you log into freaking Mediate. And the entire page is Trump articles. There's nothing about Biden. They're, they're just burying it. And they think it's going to work, but polls don't lie, brah. As sure as this is an inert 50 cal round, there's no powder in it, just lead that's been popped. It's just a pretend bullet. Anybody who knows anything about bullets knows this is a pretend bullet. Our media will say this is a live round and it will kill everybody in a 20 mile radius. It's like a little nuke. Because our media is no longer in the business of actually telling facts, they just run their fucking cock traps. This is the New York Times for a play, and I don't think, I don't know if I got that. I don't think I got this, but I'm going to put it in here because it's, it's too fucking good. Hold one. Please hold. Da, 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 da. Okay, I went off. I went too far with that. Sorry. It has long been known. It is known. It's like Game of Thrones, the weird chicks around Khaleesi. It is known. It is known that they were partners. It is known. No, 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 no. You guys said 
he said, Politico, all the fact fuckers, no, he has nothing to do with it. Now they're even interfering with JFK shit or RFKs because he's talking about true stuff like vax stuff. Uh, you know, they just lie. They lie so much, it hurts your pancreas. This is now what they're going with that Democrat Dan Goldman now ch- claiming Bo Biden's cancer and death is why Hunter, Devon Archer, and Joe Biden were in close communication. That and the weather. Simultaneously, Biden has reinstored integrity. I, I don't know where. But you hit the fucking nets, and I know this is long. I know Matt in Oregon hates it, but dude, this is some good shit here. This is how they're spinning actual facts. That motherfucker is crooked as fuck. And they know that video I played of him saying it. They know it's there, but they are on spin cycle. You know, ultimately, the Bidens are a real family, just like everyone else. Sure. Uh, but Scott Jennings, the president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete scumbag on this and other issues. Right. The, the ignoring his own daughter the, for four years and the president of the United States hanging up a stocking for the dog I mean, the and not for his seventh grandchild. Okay, look, okay. Can all, we, can also have Marie, some, we can also have we, sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction. Let's right. keep this conversation right. respectful. I, 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 listen, I, I totally agree. And you know where I'm from? A lot of families deal with addiction. And you know who ends up picking up the pieces? The grandparents. And in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge this little girl. It is offensive. But the bottom line is... But they have now. The poll... <laughs> Oh, what a hero. The polling must have been yeah, brutal. Just the polling sure must have been brutal. No one ever questioned around. the heart and integrity of Joe Biden as a family man <laughs> and as a human being and the pain and suffering and loss that that man has been through, including the struggles he deals with. 30. Back here in the U.S. tonight in Capitol Hill, where House Republicans are investigating the president's son, Hunter Biden. Today, the House Oversight Committee holding a closed-door hearing with Hunter Biden's former business partner and friend, Devin Archer. Let's bring in our senior investigative reporter, Aaron Kuturski. He's live in Washington tonight. And Aaron, Hunter Biden's former business partner was asked whether Hunter Biden had ever put his father, of course, the president, uh, on a speakerphone with clients. He was asked that, David. And according to lawmakers who were in the room, Devin Archer told them that Hunter Biden would often put his father on the phone during business meetings, apparently to impress clients and associates. Archer answered questions several hours behind closed doors and testifying, according to one lawmaker in the room, that Hunter Biden was, quote, selling the illusion of access to his powerful father and put him on speakerphone with different people some 20 times. Uh, During those calls, Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman said the two never spoke about business. Instead, he said Archer described the calls involving President Biden as casual niceties, like the weather. And the White House has long said, David, that President Biden and his son were never in business together. David. And to clarify, Aaron, the calls involved Joe Biden when he was not president. This was before the presidency? 
That's right. Well before the presidency, even after he was vice president out of office, David. On Capitol Hill, the Republican-led House Oversight Committee today interviewed Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, about any possible connections to President Biden. CBS's Katherine Herridge has new details on the hours-long behind-closed-doors testimony. Devin Archer was one of Hunter Biden's closest business associates and served alongside the president's son on the board of Burisma, a Ukraine energy firm. Both Republicans and Democrats said Archer testified that Hunter Biden put his father on speakerphone around business associates. The Republican committee chairman said Joe Biden was the brand that his son sold around the world to enrich the Biden family. But a senior Democrat who was there today said he did not hear any evidence of wrongdoing by the president. The witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversations. And the White House went further today saying House Republicans own much type witness testified that he never heard of President Biden discussing business with his son or his son's associates or doing anything wrong. In a 2019 interview, Hunter Biden said his family name opened doors. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The final transcript of Archer's interview should help clarify these issues, but it won't be publicly released. This is all about whether or not Republicans can find any evidence, which they have yet to put forward, of their repeated accusation that the president, Joe Biden, had knowledge of or a connection to Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine and China. But the allegation is pay for play, right? Let's just see, Zach talked about Republicans setting the bar very high on what this individual, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner, will say in his closed door testimony. Manu, you run around and talk to these Republican Congress people all day, every day. Has any of them once provided evidence of what they are claiming? Well, not anything other than circumstantial evidence. In fact, James Comer, who you just showed at last of the chairman of the committee, I was in that gaggle speaking to him, and I asked him that same gaggle, do you have direct evidence linking the president to Hunter Biden's business dealings and, and essentially corroborating what they're saying is a bribery scandal that occurred when Joe Biden was vice president in dealing with a foreign national? He essentially said no. He said what they have is a pattern of behavior. They said they need to chase down the pattern of behavior to try to, under, to find that evidence. And he said they're going to have a number of interviews, this one being one of them, to try to corroborate some of these claims. The question is, can they? Will that actually corroborate any of these claims and the credibility of this witness, too? He's dealing with a conviction, an unrelated fraud case. I'm sure Democrats are going to make a big point of that coming out of this. But nevertheless, that is what they're trying to do, all trying to lay the predicate for an impeachment inquiry. But, Kurt, <laughs> I am thinking about what Frank Figluzzi brought up that under the Trump administration, Republican lawmakers were not interested in investigating then President Trump's family business dealings or Jared Kushner's dealings and possible conflicts of interest. So given the recent developments and what we're seeing play out there on the Hill involving Hunter Biden and this investigation, what do you make of this apparent hypocrisy? 
Yeah, it's pretty glaring, and it, and it just underscores and illustrates how this is purely political and not actually evidentiary or fact-based in any way. Uh, Hunter Biden's a private citizen. Hunter Biden never worked in the West Wing. He's not part of the uh, inner workings of the White House at any time in the same way that Jared Kushner or Ivanka Trump were. And when you look at even just the financial resources that the Trump family has uh, been the beneficiary of uh, from questionable sources and, and questions about how they arrange those financial dealings, uh, it completely dwarfs anything uh, compared to Hunter Biden. So the fact that they're willing to look the other way while Donald Trump's family uh, has done that which they are accusing Hunter Biden of doing, uh, you know, just tells everyone that there's really no substance there, that it's just political theater, that it's a 2024 mechanism. Just as Kevin McCarthy once said that the Benghazi investigation was designed to take down Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, this is the same thing they're trying to do with uh, Hunter Biden and, and try to take down Joe Biden. So it's just kind of wash, rinse, repeat the Republican playbook. Uh, and I think it also just kind of illustrates the fact that their policies, their extreme agenda, their, their crusade for taking away women's rights, it's so unpopular that they want to spend every minute of every day talking about anything but the things they're actually doing, the policies they're actually enacting, the policies they're trying to force on the American people. They know it's so unpopular because they don't have the giant 60-seat majority they promised us they would have in the midterm election. So now they're trying to do this misdirection and use the theater of congressional hearings. Uh, we're following some new developments in the investigations that surround Hunter Biden, his former business partner testifying behind closed doors on Capitol Hill. NBC's Peter Alexander joins us now with more on this one. So, uh, Peter, first of all, what did we learn from that testimony yesterday? Yeah, Craig, so Hunter Biden's former business partner, his name is Devin Archer. He answered questions for about four hours, telling this Republican-led House committee that President Biden sold the illusion of access to his father. Lawmakers say Archer insisted that Joe Biden was never directly involved in his son's financial dealings, but that Hunter put his father on speakerphone with clients and former business associates roughly 20 times over 10 years, including when Biden was vice president, to try to impress them. The committee's top Republicans say that uh, Hunter was selling the Biden, quote, brand here. Still, a leading Democrat is pushing back on that, saying that this was all niceties, including asking about the weather, that Archer said there was not a single conversation about Hunter's business dealings. Republicans have made the argument that Joe Biden lied, that he had no involvement in his son's work, saying it's grounds for impeachment. Overnight, the White House, by the way, said the Republicans keep promising bombshell evidence, Craig, but keep failing to produce any, calling the attacks ridiculous. Craig. All right. Our Chief White House Correspondent, Peter Allen. I could only find one soundbite where a conservative was able to say, suck a dick. And it was on CNN. But Scott Jennings, the president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete scumbag on this and other issues. The, the ignoring... His own daughter the, for four years, and the president of the United States hanging up a stocking for the dog, I mean the and not for his seventh grandchild. Okay, look, okay, we, can, we Marie, can also have Marie, some, we can also have we, sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction. Let's right, keep this conversation right. respectful. I, 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 listen, I, I totally agree, and you know where I'm from. A lot of families deal with addiction, and you know who ends up picking up the pieces? The grandparents, and in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge 
this little girl. It is offensive. But the bottom line is... But they have now. The poll... <laughs> oh, what a hero. The polling must have been yeah, brutal. Just the polling sure must have been brutal. Now, Miranda Devine has been on this since day one. Of course, she's the one that got blocked when she tried to do the damn shit to begin with. Because let's be honest, they didn't want that shit getting out. Excuse me. Is a bombshell. Hunter Biden's ex-BFF testified the value of adding Hunter Biden to Burisma Board was the brand and confirmed that the then-Vice President Joe Biden brought the most value to the brand. Archer also stated that... Let's just go to the Twitter account. Archer also stated that Burisma would have gone under if not for the brand. In December 2015, Makoki Chavetsky, the owner of Burisma, and Venium Zohana exited placed constant pressure on Hunter Biden to get help D.C. regarding the Ukrainian prosecutor. And, of course, it's the rest of it. I thought it was better than that. But, yeah, it's what we already know. Another oversight. We completed a transcribed interview with Biden. Archer's testimony confirms that Joe Biden lied to the American people when he said he had no knowledge about his son's business. When Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, he joined Hunter Biden at dinners with his foreign business partners 20 times. 20 fucking times. Other. Hunter Biden told his then business partner, Devon Archer, to purchase burner phones just three days before meeting with VP Biden. Technofob. 2015, Burisa emailed the Hunter Biden concerning their final goal, the true purpose of their joint effort targeting U.S. polymakers to close down for any case pursuing against Burisa's owner in Ukraine. So he called Dad, and Dad did it. Now, once again, this seems like, oh, it's just a bunch of bullshit, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, the reality is, folks, we in impeached a president over this shit. We're talking impeached for the same stuff. I 527 minutes on Trump. Just Trump. And all week they've been trying this Lemire, we should put this in context. This is a time when Bo Biden, the president's son, was dying and da-da-da, and he's such a great dad. I don't have to break down all the things. You know, he showered with his daughter. And then you have this. This, this is our media. Literally, we're going to lose this. We're going to take that. They're going to kill everybody. The same old scare tactics get people to vote for Democrats. We haven't even started the process for 2024, but they're trying to close it out. It is the secret cabal saving democracy. If you've noticed more of your friends, neighbors, loved ones are testing positive for COVID, you're not alone. According to the CDC, COVID-19 hospitalizations are up 12% from last week. 
And while we're nowhere near any previous levels, it's still raising concerns. Joining us now with more is Dr. Kavita Patel, who served as a White House policy director in the Obama administration. She is an MSNBC medical contributor. Dr. Patel, it's always great seeing you. So I, I think we've kind of all been noticing that, right? There's someone you know or people are, you know, think they have a cold and it ends up being COVID. What's going on? What are you seeing? Well, we're seeing the same thing, Jose, in clinic. We're, we are, as you said, hospitalizations going up. Let me just start with some good news. We are not seeing anywhere near the dramatic rises that we saw in previous summers or previous years. That's good news. That's because a large part of the population, Jose, has already either been infected and vaccinated or both several times. So what I think people need to know is that I would just keep people on alert that when you're in those crowded spaces, Think about the coughs and the colds, and sometimes many people don't even have any symptoms. A mask can be your best friend. Keep it private. Back in time, we've had them in our pockets, in our coats, in our backpacks. Time to bring them out again, especially as the school season starts. We don't want to see kids missing. The trivies, they have gone full woke because, as you pointed out, the economy is pretty good, employment is pretty good, the legislation has been pretty successful, but they've gone full woke, anti-women, um, all the reproductive issues, uh, and, and this unbelievable legislation of trying to teach uh, Floridian children that actually slavery had beneficial uh, fallout for slaves. I mean, can you even, can you even, I don't know, it seems like you can't make this stuff up. Is that really campaign material, Rebecca? Well, I think that's an open question. I think they are banking very hard on that. And I think there's a lot of evidence that voters aren't necessarily going to respond to it. But we don't know. I mean, we shall see. Um, I mean, this is, this is one of the open questions, is how much electoral success can they gain from rolling back the Enlightenment, basically. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of evidence, by the way, so far, just because of the timeline, that some of the hard right um, rights rollbacks that they have enacted, for example, around abortion in the wake of Dobbs, um, are actually producing resounding electoral defeats. That's something I wrote about earlier this year, right. that some of this very hard right turn is ending very badly for them. And we have the evidence for that over the past year around abortion. Republicans consistently are losing every time abortion is on the ballot post Dobbs. So these questions remain open, I think, for some of these other extremist, cruel, racist, xenophobic, uh, misogynistic laws that are being passed in states like Florida and Texas and elsewhere. Um, but this is clearly their only strategy moving forward, and they're leaning into it hard. Mm -hmm. Several running. Uh, yes. They're not doing very well. Will well, Hurd is one yeah. of them. Asa Hutchinson yeah. is another one. Uh, Chris Christie. But, you know, I mean, what's, what's happening in Iowa and around the country with on the, in this Republican primary is, frankly, that Donald Trump is dominating. In the latest polls, he's got over 50%. He's at 54%. And there's 200 other Republicans running, and you've got Trump at 54%. Ron DeSantis was supposed to be Plan B, and yeah, he's ended uh, up being...
housing plan bad, very, very bad. He's at 17%. That's over 30 points under Donald Trump, who's got two indictments and, a, and possibly a third and fourth before this month is over. And I would say to Ron DeSantis, maybe, maybe the first thing you should start doing is stop fighting with black Republicans who are telling you to stop defending the standards about slavery that you are trying to make part of the curriculum in Florida. I mean, what is it that he said? That, that slaves, slaves learned skills that they could use later on in life? Well, maybe with the beating he's getting, he's going to learn some skills he can learn later on in life, like humility. All right, Carol, new topic. In today's edition of a democracy is a fragile thing, the New York Times is reporting some very alarming plans that are in the works. Trump and his allies are reportedly, they want to toss toss out this, this idea that we have three separate but equal branches of government and move things to make the Oval Office way more powerful, looking a lot more like an autocracy. What do you think about this? Not really a surprise. I mean, that was some really good reporting, but one of the reporters on that story broke something very similar when he worked at another institution, looking at how the Trump campaign was plotting for a second presidency and how certain institutions would be rendered sort of meek uh, puppies that the executive office would rule over. They would have the iron fist. Um, and, you know, I hate to say this stuff, but there are, it, it, this is a vision that uh, many conservative Republicans have in which career bureaucrats are spat upon as, you know, wonks who are part of this deep state, maybe liberal leaning, maybe progressive leaning. They don't trust those career bureaucrats who base their decisions in fact, science and protocol. And using agencies who are career people rather than politically minded is, is one of our safety sort of stop gaps in a democracy. You know, they decide whether or not mercury, uh, certain amounts of it are dangerous to children's health. They decide whether or not we should be investigating, say, potential criminal uh, evidence implicating Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer. Career bureaucrats make these kind of, you know, objective, impartial decisions without caring about party. And that makes uh, Donald Trump, uh, as you know, from many things he has said, extremely uncomfortable. He wants people ruling the way he wants them ruling. And he has said that even about, quote unquote, my judges, the Supreme Court judges. It's just heinous shit. It's just heinous. But it wouldn't be that bad if you weren't doing stuff like this. Now, this is the president talking unaltered from C-SPAN. I cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. So he said he cured cancer. The White House alters the transcript. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said, I'd cure cancer. And they looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We can in cancer, as we know it. You can't accept this. It's what he meant with nothing other than your feels to support it. It's clearly not what he said. What good is this true transcript if they put what they wanted him to say instead of actually what he said? This is all the shit that under Trump was all week, walls closing in. 
the fucking dog. Seven fucking attacks. No, not the first one. This is the other one. You can't tell a lot about a person watching how they interact with dogs. Dogs know. Joe Biden replaced biting major with new commander dog who has now bitten six people. Joe could not even get commander to sit. Biden's dog commander sent secret surgeon officer to the hospital, six others, and Biden got rid of their first pooch major for the same reason. Biden couldn't raise their children. Who the hell thought they could raise a fucking dog? Folks, you... You can't have it both ways. And now, Biden's going to crack down on water heaters. As a result, replacing refrigerant loss from a leak costs millions of owners. But next summer, stricter production quotas will be in effect, like sending refrigerant costs to the roof or pair costs with them for your air conditioner. I got four fucking things from the weather channel about how I'm supposed to have my fucking weather or my air conditioner on 85 while I'm sleeping. 85. Okay. We'll get right on that. We'll get right on that. In line with all this parental stuff, Mike Barnacle, Biden doesn't get enough credit for being the decent human being that you know, that I know, that we all know. Let's listen. I'm wrong in this country. You know, the clip that we just uh, showed about the president speaking yesterday was perhaps 45 seconds long, and it's lost in the rush of media that we do today. Uh, we propel ourselves from one event to another, different events. But that clip, 45 seconds, showed Joseph R. Biden, who he really is. He's an emotional guy. He's the president of the United States who is capable of tears over loss. Not his loss, your loss, our loss. And I don't think he gets enough credit for being the decent human being that you know, that I know, that we all know, uh, he doesn't get enough credit for it. And, and you don't have to agree with somebody to say, no, this is a decent guy who really has feelings. He and I may talk on the issues and I see differently and all uh, down through the years. Uh, we mostly in the last many years have agreed. Yeah. But uh, he's a decent guy with real feelings and that really wants to understand the story. And not only him until George Floyd and others that have been dealt with in, in, in my time, because I was only 11 months old when uh, Emmett Till happened. But uh, it puts in context that you need somebody with compassion and a desire to get something done about what he's compassionate about. So he not only uh, did the monuments to Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley yesterday, he signed the Emmett Till anti-lynching law legislation, St. Joe Biden. That's why I give him credit for that. We should not lose either the fact that Reverend Wheeler Parker is the man who introduced yeah. President Biden yesterday. Reverend, no, no, that's that's not true either. That's that's not true. 
How about folksy Shucks, Scranton-born Irish Catholic who just loves the working man when he yelled at him, pony dog face. Went straight into politics and to this day, till this day, has never had a real job, has no real life experience, forced to drop out for presidential race, being caught repeatedly plagiarizing, credibly accused of rape, despite trying to destroy Clarence Thomas' pre-court nomination with her testimony, Biden admitted privately that Anita Hill was lying. Staff says he likes to call them dumb fucks, aggressively attacks voters or question anything. Showers with his daughter. That's all I got to say. That is just some creepy ass shit. But, you know, we're we're in the world that we're in. Batgirl's going to CNN. So it's, you know, the same old, same old. We're just going to keep recycling all these little flax who supported in, and they're going to be on CNN, FBI. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what we do. We don't actually have journalists anymore. We, we have fucking hacktivists. Just insane hacktivists. Then we got this twat. This guy's from fucking Montana. And this is why I say they are the fascist. A warm 97-degree welcome to whoever just flew their private jet from Telluride to Missoula during the hottest week on Earth's record. I hope you crash before landing. How about saying a guy, because he changed a symbol, is now a Nazi? Yeah, the Zeppelin flag, that's all over the fucking place. Out of order, because here's Hillary... Hot enough for you? Thanks. Um, thank a mega Republican, or better yet, vote them out of office. Phoenix hits record for 19th day of 110 degree. 39 day heat wave. We're in uncharted territory. July 4th, the hottest on earth. Blah, fucking blah. Blah, fucking blah, fucking blah. We spend all our time every summer playing the fuck, fuck goose because it's hot outside. Or you could just get super fucking ugly and relate Emmett Till to Ron DeSantis. Now, the president's announcement, the president who is roughly the same age that Till would have been, it comes as we are seeing this controversial and very polarizing debate in this country over the teaching of black history, that move by the Florida Board of Education to teach that some slaves may have benefited from the skills they developed is sparking a firestorm. But Robin, this White House says that monuments like this to Till will help to teach the complete story of our nation's history, Robin. All right, Mary, thank you very much. And as she said, it was so correct. And then when we can't get that, then we start going after other minorities because Ron DeSantis is not a white guy. He's a light-skinned Latinx, and I know you want to say that is no longer a person of color, but how about the African news guy? Why won't he stop yelling? New York Times. Literally during the same period... Costa, let Acosta be Acosta. Let this douchebag from fucking the, uh, I think he was Playboy. And they cheered this. Yeah, I know it was a gift, but I couldn't, I couldn't get the damn program to fucking accept it today. And I wanted to play that because that was okay. We 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 were fine with that. 
We had no fucking problems with fucking Acosta smacking people, talking about all sorts of stupid crap. And then, and then we just get into the good shit. This is, I've been waiting to talk about this all fucking week because this is just fucking awesome, awesome, awesome possum stuff. Why Kamala Harris is a better VP than you think. The second highest job in the has been shifting for decades. And some of those changes haven't been things easier, haven't made them easier. And as my usual thing, I'm just going to scroll to the bottom because it is so sappy. I can't read the whole fucking thing. The vice presidency has long been a challenge office for politicians and not always a friendly place to cultivate presidential ambitions. Harris has had an even harder time than her recent predecessor. Polarized politics has something to do with this. She inspires vocal, often hostile objection for political opponents and defenses from her own party tend not to match the intensity of the criticism. This despite her clear choice to party politician intended to appeal to key group in the party and carry the banner or signature issue. Roles that don't obviously go with the train of the vice presidency. And the final analysis are political difficulties and their causes are nebulous and hard to pin down. Kind of like the vice presidency itself. Could it be that she's a fucking moron and she fucked her way to every position she was at? I'm not saying that the left did. I mean, folks, come the fuck on. That lady can't even organize a trip to the fucking zoo. And then we have another New York Times problem because we let Christopher Rufo do a... a fucking... op-ed. Abolishing the DEI bureaucracy and restoring colorblind equity in universities. Chris Rufo, the man helping Ron DeSantis' efforts to turn back the clock on social progress, just wrote an op-ed in the New York Times, and we're fucking triggered! triggered but the best thing this week finally Biden acknowledged his fucking seventh grandchild and Tom Nichols Put this video together on what it was like in 2019 for a whistleblower and what it's like now. The attack on the whistleblower um, is, is never wise. It's never lawful. Um, it's never honorable. It's everything you said. It's a travesty. And I'm not going to call them whistleblowers. They don't deserve whistleblower protection. Each and every one of them has a uh, strange history, has, guess what, Russian connections. They always do. These are not, as we would consider them, whistleblowers, people who are alleging wrongdoing. They weren't really whistleblowers at all. In fact, they weren't even credible witnesses. Two or three people who are political operatives, but they're not whistleblowers. These guys are not whistleblowers, period is a hard-working, patriotic person in the intelligence community who just wants to put the information out there. The president to call into question the credibility of this whistleblower. They're referring to this whistleblower as the so-called whistleblower. So-called whistleblower on the Biden family? 
Welcome back to so-called whistleblower from the so-called whistleblowers. See so-called whistleblowers. So-called whistleblowers. So-called whistleblowers. So-called whistleblower. So-called whistleblower. So-called whistleblowers. Whistleblowers. That's what he's calling them. Whistleblower. Whistle. Quote unquote whistleblowers. They're alleged IRS. Whistleblower. The GOP is marketing as whistleblowers. Uh, quote, quote unquote whistleblowers. Jim Jordan, who's the chair of the Oversight Committee, is lauding them as brave Americans. Whistleblower, a, a true patriot coming forward with the allegations. But that's why the whistleblower is a hero in many ways. Uh, this whistleblower is a hero. The whistleblower is a, a public servant. And now, to stay I, anonymous, let, I, the heroism is being kind of thrust on this person. They can't imply this person is partisan. The person has been deemed credible and a patriot. With great courage to do the right thing. The whistleblower did was really patriotic. This whistleblower was not alone spiritually. The best composed, best written, best documented uh, such complaint I've ever seen. Thank you, whistleblower. I consider your complaint to be credible and urgent. Do what Donald Trump was doing in going after or targeting the people who helped this, I would say, very brave whistleblower. If you've got an allegation against the Biden family, then come on board because you, too, can be their next whistleblower. Hunter Biden's right. whistleblower, right. this whistleblower who is going to just tell us all the horrible things he had been up to. Reappropriating the term whistleblower after doing everything they could to endanger the life of the actual whistleblower that led to Donald Trump's first impeachment. The actual whistleblower, the actual whistleblower. On these goose chases by Jim Jordan after these supposed whistleblowers been trying to undermine the institutions that holds the powerful accountable. To try to come up with a whistleblower who is viable, a whistleblower who is viable. I hope there are more whistleblowers out there. These folks are sophisticated people inside the White House. I would say you're true patriots. Patriotic and dedicated Americans that this country has. This whistleblower, this is another human being. It is a terrifying prospect to go and try to sound an alarm about the most powerful person in the country. The major pillars that prop up the Republican fiction that President Joe Biden and his family are entangled in some sort of criminal enterprise. The first pillar, a so-called whistleblower. Yeah, yeah, that that's a big difference. I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm just saying that's probably not good. And before we head into our uh, quick woke section and close on some military this lady's still at it or dude excuse me is still at it Republicans use serious procedures to move every bill for my committee blah blah wine wine staring at the room so the AP group of conservative GOP lawmakers in Montana Deliver Ms. Jenner a transgender calling demanding that she be censored for language they used while speaking against a bill that was banned children, blah, blah, blah. First they misgendered her, then they wouldn't let her speak. And look at the conflict between a transgender grandstander who wants to geld your fucking kids. Yeah. They, they, they're just going to always side. So we're going to go into our woke uh, first thing is some psycho. And then we're going to have a little speech about how VP Harris just doesn't get treated that good because she's black and she's a woman. I saved her for woke because, of course, that's the reason. Not that she's an incompetent fucking piece of shit. 
whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. Tell me why I just got misgendered at the pharmacy getting my testosterone needles. I literally introduced myself saying that I'm a trans man on hormone replacement therapy and I'm inject myself with testosterone and I'm here to get the needles. And it's because I usually get it mailed to my house, but they mailed me the syringes and not the needles. So I came to get the needles. Tell me why this woman yells across the room. She needs needles so she can inject her medicine. Who is she? You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me for a second that this is the voice of a woman or the presentation. I mean, I have facial hair. My voice is deep. Also, I told you from the start that I'm a trans man on testosterone. And I know sometimes people just make mistakes, whatever the fuck. They're just insanely ignorant. But no, this was intentional. This was intentional and I'm fucking annoyed and oh my God. But honestly, joke's on her. That was embarrassing for her. Because when she yelled across the room with she, her pronouns for me, you should have seen the looks of the other people. They were like... Like, yeah. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Nothing about this says woman. What the fuck? So we're here in Iowa. You just hosted this conversation about protecting reproductive freedom. What does this mean to you personally? Well, it's about understanding that a fundamental freedom for the women of America has been attacked. And when I think about this issue and the fact that the highest court in our land just took a constitutional right that had been recognized from the women of America and what that has meant in terms of depriving them of autonomy over their own bodies. The Des Moines Register recently had a poll that suggested 70% of women in the state of Iowa believe that abortion should be legal in all, if not most cases. Yes. And yet you had the governor who just passed this six-week abortion ban. And so I I'm curious if you are concerned that you're losing ground on this fight in multiple states. Well, I am very concerned about what states have been passing um, in terms of laws since the Dobbs decision came down. For example, I started my career as a prosecutor and specialized in crimes of violence against women and children. The idea that in some of these states, they would say there's no exception even for rape or incest. Mm. And understand what that means. After someone has survived an act of violence to their body, a violation to their body, that these so-called leaders would suggest that she does not have the right to make a decision about what happens to her body next is immoral, outrageous and immoral. There are reports that say that you have the lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that? Well, there are polls that also say I have great approval ratings. I think the point that has to be made is that there are attempts to create distractions away from the accomplishments of our administration. We've created over 13 million jobs since we've been in office. Joe Biden and I have been responsible for 800,000 new manufacturing jobs in the United States. Yeah, that's that's just that, that's that's what we do. It's what we do all the time. It's how we roll. 
NBC News. A number of people are tempted to change their race by watching certain videos hoping to manifest physical change. They've convinced themselves it works because there are other people who have convinced themselves as well, says a media professor. Well, uh, you guys say you could change gender. I mean, what, what the fuck? Doc Martin used to stand for badass. Now it's trans shit. Yeah, that's great. Lizzo sued over claims she created a hostile work environment to include sex stuff and fat shaming. Just irony. The irony in that is luscious. It is just fucking awesome. I mean, that is, that's everything right there, man. That That's fucking everything all piled up. Good God. Liberal mom. My seven-year-old daughter. Mom, I don't get why all the presents were all boys. No girls at all. Why is that? Where do I begin? Well, you begin because you taught your kid that there is no gender. So, after that, the rest is kind of stupid, isn't it? But they're good stuff. I found this. This came from Concerned Mem. This is a mom bringing the fucking hammer down on a tranny dude. I am Eloise. I am six. Faces of The next one is even better. Mr. Tyson decides to step out into the stupid. My point is, apparently, the XXXY chromosomes are insufficient. Because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Mm. Either the one you're assigned, the one you choose to be, whatever it is. And so now, here, so so now just to, to tie a bow on this, I say to you, somewhere I read, somewhere, I, I think I read that the United States was a land where we have the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female. 20% male. I'm going to I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to do that. Um, tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Yeah. What 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 business it is it of yours to require that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum. So a uh detransitioner 
Chloe Cole. Uh, today I feel 80% female, 20% male. I'm going to put on makeup. Defends the pseudoscience of woke gender studies. I watched Nettison flail around trying to describe gender as a spectrum and decided to refute some of his points in a short video. Is this it? Oh, shit. Yeah, let me get this. Sorry. I am Eloise. I am six. Apparently, the XXXY chromosomes are insufficient. Because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. How about we stop confusing basic human biology with cosmetics? Like what a weird jump. If I, I don't wear makeup most days. If I leave the house without makeup on, does that make me like 70% male? Somewhere, I think I read that the United States was a land where we have the pursuit of happiness. If it was only truly about aesthetics, nobody would care. It's my business because you're using 1950s gender stereotypes to justify an ideology that leads to the sterilization and mastectomies of 15-year-old girls who just don't fit in. Girls like me. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female, 20% male. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on makeup. I'm going to do that. Um, tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I wonder what his gender was when you recorded this. Like... He doesn't have a muscle shirt on, right? No spray tan, no falsies. It's probably like 50% male in this. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Yeah. What, 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 what business it, is it of yours to require that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum? Because the only thing that you've established in this video is that men wear trousers and tank tops, but women, they wear lipstick and dresses. The idea that people can be percentages of either male or female just further reinforces the fact that biological sex is a binary. There's only two. There may only be two sexes, but there are an infinite number of personalities. I mean, it really doesn't take a degree in astrophysics to understand that. Good on her. Again, I'm assuming. I don't know. ACLU suing to block Catholic schools request to become a public charter. These are the things that I always report on because this is the crap we're talking about. What in the fucking hell is wrong with the ACLU? Cory Bush. I know what it's like to be unhoused. Unhoused. Jesus Christ. It's called homeless. I once lived in my car with my two children. No one should have to experience that. That's why I reintroduced the unhoused Bill of Rights. Here's a dude. You also once lived in my parents' home in Hazelwood, Missouri and stopped paying rent for almost two years. It was conservative Christian army servicemen that helped you for quite some time. Do you ever talk about that? Or have you ever thanked my dad for charitable support? And no, 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 we're not going to do that. That makes too much fucking sense. We're not doing that. 
And then there's uh, Tim Young. I got to play positives from time to time. This is a pretty good takedown. I am Eloise. I am six. We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down. When the left tries to cancel you, it's actually great for your business. Now, Sound of Freedom has over $100 million at the box office. And Jason Aldean's song, when it started, the Try This in the Small Town, it started only had a couple of thousand views on YouTube. Now it's got millions of views on YouTube, and it's the number one song in the country. I think conservatives should want to get canceled by these people, especially in entertainment. It does the complete opposite of what they were hoping. You know, if you want something to go away, you just ignore it. You don't highlight it. Hey, Thanks, lefties, for being so crazy that you're conser- you're actually pushing conservative stuff. Great work. You're doing a better job promoting conservative values than conservatives do. It's uh, quite uh, it's quite comedic, if you ask me. It, it's just comedic. These these people just, you know, the best part is the media always tries to cover it like it's a culture war that the right's doing, but it's not. It's never been. And then... uh, Here's these two idiots about school. I am Eloise. I am six. By the parent thing, do you ever think we'd be talking about banning books in America? Banning history? I'm serious. We fought a war. To end the sin of slavery. A civil war. People died. By the untold numbers. In that war. Many of whom fought and died. Because of their belief that slavery was a sin against man that it was inhumane, that it was not reflective of who we believe ourselves to be as a country, and certainly not reflective of who we aspire to be. So who then would dare deny this history? Let us not let these politicians who are trying to divide our country win. Because you see, what they are doing, what they are doing is they are creating these unnecessary debates. This is unnecessary. No, actually, they're very necessary because what you've decided to do is forget that we fought a war on it and you're introducing books that are inappropriate for children. You can spin this, the media can, but the no average Americans go, eat a bag of dicks. You're wrong. You're completely wrong. You just are. CNN. Photos capture what our world would look like without people. God bless a fucking America. You're killing me, man. Civil rights group pissed off because a fucking concert was next to some carvings. Yeah. AP again, or time, excuse me. Celeste Burgers, 19, was a minor when she was pregnant and had an abortion. Last week, a Nebraska judge sentenced Burgers to 90 days in jail. Her mother was also charged. Prosecutors accused Jessica Burgers for two of buying abortion pills online. Uh, Celeste Burger was not charged for having an abortion. She was, she was pleaded, 
pleaded guilty to removing and concealing human skeletal remains, which was a felony. Even before Roe v. Wade, she threw her baby in a ditch, you cocksuckers. That is such a fucking lie. I didn't TikTok. Not a power surge. So now we're going to go into our uh, lighter fare. And this is the part of the show where I have to admit that I did not prepare a lighter fare. So I'm going to find something that's funny. And then I'm going to play it. And then we're going to laugh. Sound good? Whoa. This new Sound of Freedom film is killing us at the box office. Even worse. It's changing hearts and minds. My sacred right as a Hollywood director. Oh, please. It couldn't change my mind. I'll take that bet. Alexa, two tickets for Sound of Freedom. From the free ticket portal online. We have to be responsible about which brands we support, you know. Over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell. If we do nothing, someday it's gonna reach the likes of you. Bravo! Bravo! Wow, what a film! My eyes are opened! I had no idea! The pain... Wow, that's great! The pilot was chosen because of their skin color! Hey! I have to pretend to be mad you said that! Uh, no! I'm saying it like it's a good thing! Good! Because it's definitely a good thing! So good, I want to warn everyone on the plane about the good news! What a fabulous idea! Hey everyone, ladies, gentlemen, children, there are children on this plane? Oh, wonderful. Uh, great news. Really great news. Uh, this airline has decided to pick its pilots based on diversity. Oh, wonderful. My child is here. Ah, yeah, I'm so glad to witness history like this. Haha, <laughs> yeah, we really are gonna be history. Whoa, that's so great. I wish the people who built the plane were selected because they were black women. We need the person in the front of the plane to be a different color than the people in the back of the plane. Or the same skin color, haha, <laughs> I can't think of anything more important in a pilot than them looking like me. I flew in Desert Storm and got passed up for this job. I'm so happy for they them. Hey everyone, thank you for flying with us today. <laughs> to, to celebrate our new pilot's inaugural flight, we're just gonna leave the seatbelt signs on the whole time, if that's okay. Please, don't ask me for anything. In today's news, DEI Airlines Flight 267 has 
landed unconventionally with no survivors. It's suspected that white supremacist attitudes among passengers likely caused the pilot to lose control of the airline, with DEI Airlines opening an investigation into passenger conduct. And this news station has obtained audio of the flight's final moments from the flight's box of color. Oh, wow. I, uh... I've never been on a plane pointed in this direction before. Oh, how historic. Who says they're supposed to stay in the air anyway? I'm a retired pilot. Maybe I can help? Not to imply she needs my help or anything. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to imply that. Yeah, I think maybe it's time for Lightman to sit down and listen. Terrain. Sorry. Oh, Terrain. we're really close Terrain. to the ground, huh? Terrain. Not that that's Terrain. a bad the airline released this statement earlier today. We at DEI Airlines would like to sincerely apologize. After reviewing black box audio from an unconventionally landed flight, it's been revealed that our customers failed to clap for our pilot after the plane made contact with the ground. White pilots receive applause every day, and this is an unacceptable double standard. We vow to do better and are starting by withholding settlement money from the passengers' families. How are we looking up there, Sergeant Best? On target on time, boys! Fire for effect! Two air costumes. Uniforms. Yeah, it's called a product launch, Heather. You don't have to do any of this. You can literally get these cans anywhere. It's called marketing. Yeah, well, it's dumb. You're you're, you're dumb. dumb. Give me the gun, boy. No, you no, hold, hold them back. Hold them back. Hold them back. Hold them back. Black Rifle Coffee's ready-to-drink cans are available now in two delicious flavors. Head on over to BlackRifleCoffee.com to get some delivered straight to your door. So we went with a little Black Rifle and a couple Freedom Tunes. Funny shit, I think. I, I think it's funny. 
I, I, I don't like Black Rifle that much, but they've got some funny shit. So, I'm going to go straight into a quick little uh, six to nine round burst. Oh, we're doing military corner. I just like seeing the helicopters fly. And it is Caitlin Collins and CNN and, and, you know, the whole fucking nut roll of fucking cocksuckers decide that, you know, we're just going to go all in for this abortion in the army crap that makes no sense. Um, I, I Once again, you get free health care. There's just no fucking reason not to have birth control. But that's what I think. You know, we had previously heard from U.S. officials that they had concerns about those policies in Alabama and what it would mean for service members there if Space Command was moved to Huntsville. I mean, do you believe that the overturning of Roe versus Wade and the state's abortion policy played a role in this decision? Well, I hope not, because if it did, then we know that it's clearly politics, because I, I hope that we're not deciding where our military bases in this country is going to be located is based on the political landscape of the particular state. So uh, obviously, uh, Alabama did, like many other states, pass some uh, abortion laws as, as under the uh, Dobbs decision they could. But I, I, don't want to, I don't want us to go down a road of where we're making military decisions based on politics. And that's what this looks like. And that's why we're very concerned. And as the Alabama delegation, we're going to do everything we can to try to uh, you know, find out where the problem is. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be meeting together probably very soon and discussing how we can move forward with this. And Congressman, if you don't think that po po politics should play a role in military decisions, does that mean you disagree with what Senator Tuberville is doing right now by holding up military nominations because he doesn't like the Pentagon's abortion policy? Well, you've got to remember, it never was the policy of the Pentagon that you paid. The abortion was always, was never on the table. And so the Biden administration brought politics into the mix. And that's why Tuberville, Tuberville has been uh, responding the way he has. Uh, he is pushing back with the administration and saying, you know, let's not play politics with this. And so they were the ones that started it. If he, if he had never put uh, the policy in where they pay for travel on abortions, then this issue would never come up. But they're not paying for uh, abortions. They're paying for service members to be able the to travel. travel to travel. So they're not directly paying for abortions. They say they're doing that because if a service member, you know, they don't get to decide where they're stationed. If they're stationed in Alabama, they have no choice but to have to travel to, to make that decision. Well, the bottom line is the taxpayer dollars are going toward Abortion, And, you know, uh, Caitlin, you know, there's a lot of people in this country, including myself, that just doesn't feel comfortable that taxpayer dollars are going toward uh, any way, directly or indirectly, toward abortion. But if the amount of getting into abortion, I know I say it every show, is so fucking disgusting. Sorry, I had to get something to eat really quick. Um, this is amazing. Um for those that have served 70 years ago, July 27th, the armistice was signed for the Korean conflict. We've been there 70 years. 70 years. 
And most of those guys are passing on now, and it's really sad. If you think about it, it's very sad. Because um, it was another one of those conflicts where 58,000 people died and nobody gave a fuck back here. They'd moved on. You know, we didn't have a draft and just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Um, and as a person that's been there, I hate to say that because that sounds really gay, but um, it's still a war zone, you know. Uh, it hasn't really changed. And that's sad uh, for the Korean people. You know, there's still rock drops on every bridge coming down from the south. And um, it could happen any time. And we've done nothing really to improve that lately. Especially with our foreign policy all over the place. That is the view of a cargo ship carrying EVs. 350 to be exact. And they can't put it out and it will sink to the bottom of the ocean and the media is ignoring it. That's your green. No slides for this because I figure I'd just talk. The U.S. wants to turn the B-1B Lancer bomber into a killer of Chinese aircraft carriers by arming the supersonic aircraft with 36 LRASM anti-ship missiles with a 900-kilometer launch. Um... Yeah, this is starting to get dicey. The few, the proud, uh, yeah, no, they're not struggling. <clears throat> not long ago, Marine Corps, uh, Marine Colonel Jennifer Nash, a combat engineer with war deployments under her belt, made a vow to fellow officers that he headed to dinner in Atlanta. She would go get two new recruit contacts by the end of the evening. She admits recruiting is not a job that she or other Marines had in mind when they enlisted, but after stints of recruiter and senior officer of the Eastern Recruiting Command, she became emblematic of the core tradition of putting its best foot forward. They are above. And it ties into the next. The public confidence of military is lowest it's been since 1997, according to a new poll. A June study... You motherfuckers. Sorry. A June study found that 60% of respondents reported a great deal of quite a lot of conference in the military. A steady downward trend from one of the Americans in 2009 said they 82%. The plummeted trust for military appears to be most dramatically among Republicans, where Gallup measured 20% decline in confidence over just three years in 2020. Republican confidence in the military was measured at 91%. Nearly the highest has been since 75. The new poll measured it at 68. Now the U.S. is completely withdrawn from both Iraq and Afghanistan, the two most significant military legacies of the 2001 terrorist attack on the U.S. confidence in military has continued to decline among the public, the Gallup analysis of the study released Monday. While the military shifts its attention towards the Pacific or challenges in China, conservatives have recently targeted the military, especially in the wake of the turbulent pullout from Afghanistan, some policies like diversity initiatives and travel reimbursement for reproductive care, including abortions. It's not reproductive. It's so you don't reproduce 
What the fuck? Confidence for independents dropped by 13 points. The Democrats, whose trust has never risen above 80%, also lost confidence. Went from 68 to 62. American confidence in the military has waxed and wanes since the 70s. So why do you think the Marine Corps is good? Well, because they're not doing that shit. They're still the Marine Corps. You're doing the fucking crucible. Don't care if you have a dick or you think you have a vagina. Doesn't matter. You're doing it. And the problem with it is buildup of American forces at Persian Gulf, a new signal of worsening U.S.-Iran conflict. U.S. troops in Ukraine now eligible for combat pay. We're not supposed to be there. ISIS kills 54 motherfuckers in Pakistan. Pro-Taliban. U.S. can't use its 110 million drone base in Niger. That we built, but we can't use. But what is Biden doing about this stuff? Biden signs executive order changing how military handles serious criminal case, including sexual assault. So it didn't pass because military leaders still want control over their people. So you're just doing it. So it's going to civilian authority. It'll be a total goat rope. Civilians will lynch guys, not literally, but figuratively, who didn't do anything. Because 60% of every case in the military was false. That stat never gets out. And listen, I'm one of the guys who didn't want it to be the same old thing. I wouldn't politic for the change or against the change. I said there needed to be a change, but taking it completely off base, not smart. Veterans in Congress asking that Bo Bergdahl be retired instantly, not reinstated. Biden's decided to keep Space Command in Colorado Rejecting Alabama where everybody wanted it. This is like the third thing in a row. He just said, fuck you, sec def. I'm going to do what the fuck I want. And an 800 million worth of land near Air Force Base sues to intimidate farmers. We don't even know who owns it. They own the area. So maybe that has to do why people don't trust military. They damn sure don't trust the commander-in-chief because he's a fucking clusterfuck right now. Like, a big-time clusterfuck. But I'll end on a positive. Pilots will be tested on their offensive and defensive skill because now the Top Gun strike exercise, William Tell, is back. Which is pretty fucking cool. So this takes us to This is America. Before we start it, New York Times unearthed vast right-wing conspiracy, the secret history of the NRA. That was the article they did this week. Instead of covering, I don't know, motherfucker owns $800 million worth of land around our most secret Air Force base. That might be important. Could be me. Maybe it's me. I don't know. So, for our This is America, we're going to break it up into two little sections here. The first is 25 minutes on Trump indictment, ignoring Biden, skipping U.S. credit rating lowering because of Biden's inflation policy. You'll have a little bumper, and then CNN analysis compares Trump indictment to the death of bin Laden. And yes, if you add on your bingo card, 
It's one of the officers from J6 who's totally unbiased and is just a patriot. He's the one that said it. If I had popcorn, I'd be eating it right now, but I can't eat popcorn. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. We do begin with this major development in the special counsel's investigation of former President Donald Trump. A federal grand jury has now criminally indicted the former president out of the special counsel's investigation into his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The 45-page indictment begins by saying the former president lost the 2020 election, knew he lost, and then for months spread lies that there had been outcome-determinative fraud in the election and that he had actually won it. The indictment charges Trump with four counts, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction, an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. The indictment laying out a detailed timeline and state-by-state efforts to appoint illegal electors and influence local officials to change the outcome in their states. We begin with breaking news in one of the special counsel's investigations of Donald Trump. A federal grand jury here in Washington has voted to indict the former president for his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Among the charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of an official proceeding, and a civil rights era law that makes it a crime to oppress, threaten, or intimidate a person of their free exercise or enjoyment of any right in the Constitution. It is just the second time in American history that the Department of Justice has filed criminal charges against a current or former U.S. president. Special Counsel Jack Smith announced the indictment just moments ago. Today's charges are related to Trump's attempts to challenge the result of an election he lost, plans for fake electors, and his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Trump responded to today's news on his social media account, calling Smith deranged, and the indictment election interference. Donald Trump's legal jeopardy became much more serious late today after the former president was indicted for a third time, this time by a federal grand jury in Washington, investigating his alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. In the new indictment, Mr. Trump is charged with three counts. Fitch downgraded its United States credit rating from top-tier AAA status today. Fitch, one of three credit rating agencies, said the decision reflects the erosion of government following the debt ceiling standoff earlier this year. Fitch joins the S&P, which also stripped the U.S. of AAA status more than 10 years ago. The White House strongly dis... When I first learned about the indictment, um, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine, Ryan Riley, and uh, I told him how proud I felt uh, to be an American at that moment, uh, much in the way that I did uh, when I learned that uh, our military had killed Osama bin Laden. Um, I just felt incredibly proud. These two um, seem incredibly to proud you? to have been. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but the, why? Why are that? Why that comparison <clears throat> in particular? I believe they're comparable. In what way? Absolutely. Uh, 
Osama bin Laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against American people uh, and against our republic. And I believe that Donald Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people. You can imagine that that is a very eyebrow-raising statement, to say the least, the notion of Osama bin Laden in a comparison to Donald Trump. It, likely speaks to just how deeply you have been concerned and have felt about all of this. But are you concerned that statements like that or the rhetoric surrounding what his role has been is going to cloud people's view of this indictment as a fair process? I, I think that the only person or people whose view matters uh, with regards to this indictment uh, are the jurors who will eventually be sat uh, and listen to the facts um, and ultimately make a judgment as to whether or not uh, Donald Trump is guilty of the charges that uh, Jack Smith and the Department of Justice uh, have brought forward. The DOJ, as Other you know, than that, what I say, what, what I say or, or what Republican lawmakers say um, is just, you know, shit to take up time on cable news. Well, I do appreciate the way you want to spend my evening, but I do want to hear what you understand and what you think about this truly, Michael, because when you think about what we were all watching on January 6th and seeing the events unfold, this indictment talks more. You know, I want you to think. Sorry, I got to get the light. This is the part of the show where the light just drives me crazy. I know I say it every time, but um, I want you to think of that was... Uh, Fox News, and it was somebody that was proffered up as a nonpartisan person that we impeached the president under. Would that fly? That guy, not even remotely objective. He's why we have, oh, they got murdered and bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. Bull shit. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with your family and friends. Go to FOP. Oh, God, I'm an idiot. Jeez, a wheeze. I'm not going to TikTok it. SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with a K, Rumble, 482-467. Email me at foppodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go with another show on Sunday, 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 6 August, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Until then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs with your family. Stay safe. You're in the heat or in the rain because we're going to get a little bit of both everything here. Get out and see that damn supermoon. I've seen it three days. In fact, I, I meant to do this, so we're going to pause for a second. Hold one. All right, there we go. Um, that was yesterday morning. That is setting on the tree line in front of me as I was driving out of the neighborhood. And come on. Oh, it's just going to be a bitch, isn't it? Oh, that's why. Manual. Okay, there we go. I didn't set it right. Okay. Um, let's fix this. Place it with this one. This was today's. And that is also on the horizon. Um, just un fucking 
unbelievable how big that was. Um, I I was just in shock. I they said it was going to be huge, um, but I didn't think it was going to be that huge. That was fucking badass. So, um, get out and see that shit. It is so amazing. I can't go to my woods walk because of the field exercises going on in post, but um, I'm walking in the memorial and that's the best I can get because I'm in buildings and stuff, but it's gorgeous. So get out and see it. Anyway, until then, thank you all for listening so much and we will talk on Sunday. Take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.